Evening, Jason. As we head into Heritage Weekend, which is the 24th of September, yeah. it's actually my 11th wedding anniversary, believe it or not. Was it on that very day? On that very day. It was a great day. I was there. Yes. We had great fun. We, and, we're, and we're still and going. I was the one and only. And I'm sorry, you were the one and only. But now it's the one and lonely. But that's besides <laughs> the point. Um, we're in the midst of a pandemic still, and nobody seems to, 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 to get this. Um, and I heard a very nice analogy um, last night. SPA. Story, point, and apply. I'll repeat it. SPA, story, point, and apply. And that's what the music business actually is. Mm. They're storytellers. Mm. And it's also this weekend coming up the 100th anniversary of my beloved All Blacks playing the Springboks in a, in a forgotten backwater in Australia called Townsville, um, which is, I think, in the middle of nowhere. You need Google Maps. But Isn't New Zealand? No, New Zealand's further across. You see... Further away. So well, it's, they've, they've, it's got away, away. they've got incredible artists, um, people do. like Lord and and beyond, and mm. who've gone onto a global scale. And now you're making me get upset <laughs> because since democracy in this country, who have we put on a global scale? Fair mm, point. Perhaps Siva. We can't say Lady Smith Black Mombasa because that was they due to Paul already. Simon. They were there already, but Siva did it themselves. Yes. They did it independently. Yes. They didn't do it <clears throat> with the heavyweights behind them. No. They got on a plane, they flew to New York, and they were alone. They were in the big bad world, the smallest fish in a very big pond, having come from South Africa, where they were gods. But they built up a story. <clears throat> yeah. And then they continued to sell that, tell that story. And I think, you know, and it's, it's, not, all, it's not all delightful. You know, I mean, Sean Morgan's um, well-documented uh, trials and tribulations through finding how to adapt to this first world reality. And I think it's, a, it's an interesting point is that every artist goes out there with dreams, you know, and ambitions of becoming the next big thing. But fewer understand the investment to your SPA point that that investment is going to take initially more from you <clears throat> than it's going to give. But it's, but it's interesting when we listened, when Music Exchange was running, um, Michael Smelly, who also happened to, to be one of the people who founded Global Citizen, he talked about the niche, mm. getting yourselves into a niche and getting genuine fans. Mm. Um, Tom Novi, the extraordinary DJ, has also been out to South Africa a number of times. Also said it's not a, the number of likes. Mm. That's, that's all a vanity metric, as you've said for many times. Mm. You want real and proper engagement, even if mm. you say yes or you say thank you or mm. whatever. What's I mean, your intention? I, I follow a guy on, on Instagram because I love my sport, Tom Jenkins with a J. Um, photography is one of the top Guardian How's newspaper photographers. How would you spell Jenkins? You could spell it some other way. With a G? With a G, perhaps. Who knows, eh? Who knows? Um, and I always write uh, a thank you mm. note underneath because he shares 10 pictures that are absolutely sublime mm. and it tells a whole story of what happened, whether it be in that 90 minutes mm. or over that festival. He contextualizes, he contextualizes the, the, the whole thing. Mm. And he responds. Mm. And I keep telling him, it's time for a coffee table book. Mm. And he says, well, I've got too many photos, but there's an engagement and mm. it's real. And it's I'm from a little 
place in Cape Town. Yeah, but it's reciprocal, it's respectful. We, uh, we bang on about that <clears throat> in most of our sessions where this is somebody who doesn't need to give you the time of day, but yet does. And you don't trade on that. What you do is you, you reciprocate in turn. And what that does is that starts a dialogue, which then tells another story. And from that, I mean, you have so many examples that you can cite where where that reciprocation, that respect has afforded many of the artists that you work with um, opportunities. You know, most recently with Supercazi, where, you know, she's in a, in a situation where she's promoting herself, you are promoting her. Her network then reaches out going, oh, but I'm doing this now and let's connect here, let's do this thing. And the conversation starts and a new story gets told. But it's because they took the time, either of them, took the time to engage, to have a, an honest, open discussion about, oh, what are you doing? There's an opportunity here. And it's about fostering that network in order to extract the story, to be able to tell the story and have that story land the next possibility. You know, it's, I always say, take the photograph and then think about what you're going to do with it later. Hmm. I remember in 2011, I've got my, my music business and things that I do, but I'm also sports mad. I'm, I'm all black. Just a little. I'm all black fanatical. Yes. And I wrote and I requested and I wrote to the media officer for the Crusaders rugby team. They were here in Cape Town. Um, there was the massive earthquake in Christchurch, so they were... Sort of shaken, yeah, and stirred. Um, <laughs> they were homeless for the whole year. They couldn't go back to mm. Christchurch and play games, so they decamped in Cape Town for two weeks. Mm. And I got this most extraordinary interview with, with the then All Black captain. Now, with the hundredth game coming up, I roll those stories mm. out again. I Isn't roll the picture stories? out with the man to say, "Oh, this is Mighty McCaw, etc., etc." I then interviewed him a number of times after that, mm. but. The funny thing was, um, when I interviewed him, you 2 had just played in Cape Town, and by hook or by crook, I ended up getting the sound recording out the desk. And when I was interviewing and talking to him, we got onto the subject of U2, and he really liked it, liked the mm. band. And then he was talking about the bus and what the team listened to on the bus, and what like iconic rugby mm. players that you look now have retired mm. listen to and everything else. And then on the Monday, they were still decamped here. I went back to the hotel, found the team manager, and I said, you know, I've got something for Richie McCaw. I've got this recording on mm. the desk mm. that I'd like to give to him. Would you give it to him? You know, just to thank him mm. for the time that he gave me on, yeah. on Thursday when, when he granted me 20 minutes of his time, mm. undivided attention. Mm. Um, no, 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 Martin, he's around the corner. Go and, go and see yeah, him. Go give it so to I him. went around yeah. and I said, hi, Richie, you know, thank you again for the interview. I've just got something to say thank you. This is out the desk. Yeah. I know you liked you too. Mm. There was this look of like, how did you get this? Mm. But also, and I remember, I remember he said it to me and my retort was, well, I don't ask you how you play rugby, mm. do you? <laughs> and the next minute I was told, sit down, have mm. a drink, chat. Mm. And it was nice to be on the other foot, mm. to be able to give something. Because we must remember, I think music artists, people want so much from them yeah, all the time. Awesome. I've learned to try and give Mm. and try and keep them safe with, mm. the, with the people that you work with, with the people that I work with, mm. because it is ghastly out there. Mm. The mm. pandemic has turned some, some corporate companies into monsters. horribles. Yeah, into monsters and, and gluttonous at a time when, 
the very people that should be fed are not being fed and they and that income is being harvested by corporates and and that should not happen and that is another story for another day which we will definitely delve into because unfortunately you talk about a, a, a pandemic from a viral perspective i think there's a greater pandemic of of rape and pillage that is um happening due to opportunists taking advantage of our current realities and i think that's what artists need to be aware of err on the side of caution Hmm. look what you can extrapolate later in life later in the year i mean you're talking here you're talking an interview from 2011. i'm going to die or not it's what 10 years later or or something but you, you made an investment in him Richie, and you made an investment in that entire engagement. And now, as you say, in their hundredth year, this is a story that I know that if you had to regale it to Richie, he would absolutely, he would be able to pick it up and go, I remember the day, I remember the minute that you came in and that you handed that over. And that's kind of back to your original point is around the, the rich storytelling, because telling that story in 2021, 11 years after it was, the audience that would have read anything that you would have done at that time is a very different audience to the one that is sitting, you know, and listening now. Mm. So you're bringing it forward. And also what you're doing is you're amplifying the bigger hundred year legacy Mm. by being able to say this was part of their journey because that happened in their 89th year. But it's very much a critical part of their journey because an earthquake happened, then this happened, then that happened. And along the way, there was this weird dance that happened. But, but I think, and, and then you also have to prep for, for your work and all of that. What does I'm, dear Dr. Trevor Jones say? Prepare or prepare to fail. Hmm. And, and, and I think I realized when I was interviewing him, yes, I was starstruck. And hmm. I think you have to be a bit starstruck. You're a fanboy. I'm, I'm, I'm a fanboy. I have hmm. my fans. I love my Canadian band Rush. I adore Sting. Um, I think Omar Kim's the greatest drummer on the planet. Mm. I've had the opportunity to interact with the, with these people on a personal level. Yeah, but you made an investment to be able to achieve that, right? Yes. So that took work, took commitment, it took... Respect. Yes. And, and pitching up. And sheer bloody-mindedness to do it, a bit like an artist needs to do in their career, that there is no such thing, as we often say, as a free lunch. Mm. So put in the work do the homework, prepare, and come prepared. And then, in your case, you've just cited three examples of it, um, look at the rich reward, not only for Richie, but for you, and for a, 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 a small chapter of history. But then, but then I remember going in there and I thought, no, what question can I ask? Going back to the rugby point, what question can I ask? And I was very friendly with Egon Seconds, who used to be the top try scorer in Western Province and a really, really good rugby player. And he came with. Mm. And my first question was, Egon said it was a frightening thing playing you. Automatically, he got his brain thinking. And I got this most wonderful answer mm. as opposed to the state, because these guys are so good. Oh, yeah. They've been schooled at what they do. Mm. I mentioned... The national team. I never ever mentioned the All Blacks because then these guys switch off 
and we had such phenomenal answers about the World Cup and the problems of winning the World Cup. But do you know why that was? Because I invested in thinking. And and that's what he heard. He heard, here's somebody who's not reading my press release, who's done his homework, has walked the long road with this particular team, and is, again, respectfully asking a question that maybe hasn't been asked in quite that way before, but that you are actively invested, not just trading on, you know, a headline and a story that you're trying to land somewhere. You, you're a fanboy. Mm. Um, but, but I think you have to also think creatively. Mm. Um, you have to dream big. Yeah, but you made it interesting for them because how many interviews had they done where the traditional questions were being asked in the traditional way and it's as dry as a piece of toast. Whereas if you can inject a bit of personality into it because you have an emotional investment in that, it makes it just go pop, a bit but, like a pop song. But isn't that what, to close off, isn't exactly the, what popular music is about? Mm. Make it pop, tell a story. And make a connection. You do that, you have a hit. Have a glorious week ahead. Thanks for listening.